The Bible Study Podcast, episode 657. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Genesis with chapter 13. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue the story of Abram today. Abram and Lot separate. So Abram went up from Egypt to the Negev with his wife and everything he had, and Lot went with him. Abram had become very wealthy in livestock and in silver and gold. From the Negev he went from place to place until he came to Bethel, to the place between Bethel and Ai, where his tent had been earlier, and where he had first built an altar. Then Abram called on the name of the Lord. Now Lot, who was moving about with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents, but the land could not support them while they stayed together, for their possessions were so great that they were not able to stay together. And quarreling arose between Abram's herders and Lot's. The Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in the land at the time. So Abram said to Lot, Let's not have any quarreling between you and me, or between your herders and mine, for we are close relatives. Is not the whole land before you? Let's part company. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Lot looked around and saw the whole plain of Jordan toward Zor was well watered, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan and set out toward the east. The two men parted company. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived among the cities of the plain and pitched his tents near Sodom. Now the people of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had parted from him, look around from where you are, to the north and the south, to the east and west, all the land that you see I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. So Abram went to live near the great trees of Mamre at Hebron, where he pitched his tents. Then he built an altar to the Lord. And so Abram comes out of Egypt. We saw how he went into Egypt and he pretended that his wife Sarai was his sister so that he would be showered with gifts by Pharaoh. So he comes out a rich man, despite how weird that was and how awkward it got for the Egyptians. And so he comes out and he and Lot have so much stuff, so many people working for them, so many herds that the land can't support them. And so they need to separate. And so Lot picks, Abram says, if you go left, I'll go right. If you go right, I'll go left. And Lot picks And Lot picks something that will be quite consequential as the story goes forward, and he settles in the valley of Sodom and Gomorrah. And we're going to get into Sodom and Gomorrah coming up here a bit, but there's a little subtle foreshadowing here that that may not have been the best pick. Because the people of Sodom, the people of Gomorrah, are doing evil in the sight of the Lord, and therefore some consequences are going to happen. But then we leave Abram in Canaan, and Abram is in what is now modern-day Israel and what will become the promised land generations from now 
when his children's 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 children, about 500 years later, come back to this land again coming out of Egypt. And then in between this book and Exodus, they will become slaves. But that is well far in the future. But God says to Abram, look at this land. Look north, look south, look east, look west. Look all around you. And I'm going to give this land to you and your descendants. And did I mention how many descendants you're going to have? My goodness, you're going to have a lot of descendants. Like more than the dust. You can't count the dust. More than that. That's how many descendants you are going to have. Now, remember that at the time we started our story with Abram, and we've gone a little further in the future from there, but at the time we started, Abram was already not a young man. When we started the story one chapter ago, Abram was 75 years old. Now, people were living longer, although as we saw two chapters ago, that was changing with every generation. It was becoming shorter. His father lives over just over 200 years, but that is longer than Abram's grandfather or great-grandfather lived. And so people are living shorter periods of time. Not short yet, but shorter. But still, 75 years old when we started the story, now he's been down in Egypt and now he's gained some wealth, and we're starting to see that he has promised that God is going to bless him. God is going to give him this whole land for him and his descendants, but he has no descendants. And so that's going to be one of the major features here of the relationship between Abram and God as we move forward here in the book of Genesis. And actually, because this chapter was short, let's jump into chapter 14 as well. Abram rescues Lot. At the time when Amraphel was king in Shinar, Arioch, king of Eleazar, Kador Laomor, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goyim, these kings went to war against Bera, king of Sodom, Berisha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shimember, king of Zebuim and the king of Bela, that is Zor. All these later kings joined forces in the valley of Sidim, that is the Dead Sea Valley. For 12 years, they had been subject to Kedor Laomer, but in the 13th year, they rebelled. In the 14th year, Kedor Laomer and the kings allied with him went out and defeated the Raphaites in Ashtaroth, Karnaim, the Zuzites in Ham, the Emites in Shava, Kirathaim, and the Horites in the hill country of Zer, as far as El Paran near the desert. Then they turned back and went to En Mishpat, that is Kadesh, and they conquered the whole territory of the Amalekites, as well as the Amorites who were living in Hazazon Tamar. Then the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboim and the king of Bela, that is Zor, marched out and drew up their battle lines in the valley of Sidim against Kedor Laorm, king of Elam, Tidal, king of Goyim, Amraphel, king of Shinar, Ariak, king of Elisar, four kings against five. Now the valley of Sidim was full of tar pits, and when the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some of the men fell into them, and the rest fled into the hills. The four kings seized all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food. Then they went away. They also carried off Abram's nephew Lot and his possessions since he was living in Sodom. 
a man who had escaped came and reported this to Abram the Hebrew. Now Abram was living near the great trees of Mamre, the Amorite, a brother of Ishkol and Anur, and all who were allied with Abram. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he called out his 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as Dan. During the night, Abram divided his men to attack them, and he routed them, pursuing them as far as Haba, north of Damascus. He recovered all the goods and brought back his relative Lot and his possessions together with the women and the other people. After Abram returned from defeating Kedor Laomor and the kings allied with him, the king of Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Shaveh, that is the king's valley. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of the God Most High. And he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God Most High, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people and keep the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, With raised hands I have sworn an oath to the Lord God most high creator of heaven and earth that I will accept nothing belonging to you not even a thread or a strap of a sandal so that you will never be able to say I made Abram rich I will accept nothing but what my men have eaten and the share that belongs to the men who went with me to Anur, Eshkol and Mamre let them have their share there's an odd little story here about how powerful Abram has become. Abram is fighting with kings. Now, when we say kings at this point, it seems like everyone is king only of a given city. And so this is relatively small kingdoms. Things will get bigger as we move throughout the Bible story. But at this point, it's relatively small forces where Abram, with 300 and some men, is able to pitch into this battle and win it and defeat some of these kings who are fighting against the local kings and he rescues Lot. And so that's an interesting story. It tells us something about the power that Abram has gotten and how he is viewed in the area. Probably the most interesting thing for Christians as we look at this story is this very odd little mention of Melchizedek, king of Salem. And Melchizedek comes up again in the New Testament And the writer of Hebrews talks about this king-priest here in an argument for us being saved by grace instead of saved by the law, because he says how Abram, before there's even a covenant, and before there's even a Levitical law, and before Levi, the grandson of Abram, is even born, we get this king-priest of Salem, this king of righteousness would be the translation. And some think that Salem would be Jerusalem, the king of Jerusalem, but definitely somebody who is told to us, just kind of comes out of nowhere in this narrative, this king of righteousness, this priest king, who is a worshiper of the Most High God and comes and blesses Abram. And again, if you want to see how the New Testament writers deal with that, you want to be in Hebrews, uh, specifically in Hebrews 5, to learn more about that story. But here it's just this odd little section here about Abram and Abram and the power that he has developed and how he's able to save Lot and how this priest, king, king of Salem, comes and blesses Abram. Now, this is kind of a prelude to next 
week's chapter, which is going to talk more about a covenant that God makes with Abram. So you'll come back for that, I hope. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have a question, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I'm Don Hawkins, inviting you to be encouraged with my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You. To subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.